Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast with Kevin Harrington and Seth Green. Kevin Harrington is the inventor of the infomercial, one of the original sharks from the hit TV show Shark Tank, and has generated over $5 billion in TV and digital direct response sales. Seth Green is the world's first trusted authority on cutting edge direct response marketing, a best-selling author, and the only three-time Marketer of the Year nominee. On the podcast, Kevin and Seth interview sharkpreneurs who share straight talk on what it takes to explode your business. Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast. This is your co-host, Seth Green. With me, as always, is the inventor of the infomercial and the original shark from Shark Tank, Kevin Harrington. Kevin, thanks so much for joining us today. Hey, Seth. Great to be here. Great to start the week. Thank you. Awesome. Today, our very special guest is Cameron Harold. Cameron is the best-selling author of The Miracle Morning for Entrepreneurs, Meeting Suck, Double Double, the founder of the COO Alliance and has been seen in Fortune, New York Times, Success Magazine, Forbes, TED, and a million other places. Cameron, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks, Seth. Appreciate it. Look forward to it. Hey, Kevin. Hey, good to see you, man. All right. Hey, I love all the the uh, the great places you've been featured, but how did you start getting all the kind of the press? What was your, your starting point for all that? I guess the real early starting point, I was groomed as an entrepreneur as a child. And um, when we were growing up in northern, northern Canada, up in a place called Sudbury, I got involved with a group called College Pro Painters back in the mid 80s. Mm-hmm. And they taught us how to land press. They taught us that every morning, every journalist wakes up and thinks, what am I going to write about? And if you literally pick up the phone and call them, they'll probably write about you. So that's all I've ever done. I love that. I, I love it. Yeah. Nothing like shoe leather pounding the pavement and picking up the phone. How did you come to start the COO Alliance? That was just kind of a natural thing for me. I've always been involved with YPO and EO and Vistage, groups of entrepreneurs where entrepreneurs will grow and learn with each other and mastermind together. But often I was the second in command. When I built 1-800-GOT-JUNK, I was the COO. So when I was coming in as the second in command of these entrepreneurial groups, I didn't really fit in. You know, the entrepreneur would inevitably turn to somebody else and go, oh, you know, they the conversation and I realized that the COO is the one that needs to learn all these tools because they're the ones often growing the company so I wanted to create a place for them so how many COOs do you have as part of your group right now 34 just launched about six months ago got 34 founding members largest one has about 3,000 employees smallest has about 50 largest is around 250 million in revenue smallest is around 4 million and, and and so just in, in a in a nutshell for, for those listening, to explain, you know, what the, what COO is. Sure. So the COO is the second in command. Typically, it's a very misunderstood role because often it can be someone who's very inward facing, focusing on the internal processes, or it can be someone very outward facing, could be someone very engineering and process focused or sales and marketing focused. But really, it's that a yin and yang relationship with the entrepreneur or the CEO. So it's the stuff that they don't like or aren't good at, but they need someone to help them build or scale the company. Great. And so, so the, your organization is for existing COOs to, you know, kind of network and, 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 and learn more about being a better COO, I guess. Right. Yeah. And I've been coaching real world entrepreneurs all over the world for 10 years. And I coached the second in command at Sprint. I've coached a monarchy in the Middle East. I've coached a number of high growth technology companies that have exited, but they've always had that missing link where I've ended up coaching the COO and some of the executive team as well. So the COO Alliance just seemed like a natural extension for that, a place where they can go and mastermind, learn together, 
share resources together, kind of have that safe place where they can actually talk about some of the idiosyncrasies of the entrepreneur as well. You know, as entrepreneurs, we're all a little bit bipolar, a little bit ADD, and we've all got Tourette's, and they have to kind of play cleanup to our madness. You know, I was always, you know, that was going to be my next question, is that the COO tends to, you know, the, 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 the CEO is a lot of times the visionary and, and idea person with great ideas, and all the, the hard work then gets, gets thrown to the operational side, to, you know, kind of execute some of these, you know, what might be, you know, harebrained ideas in some cases, I guess. So, you know, so you really have to kind of process it all also, not just execute the good stuff, but, you know, but also determine, you know, kind of really, you know, where do some of these, uh, you know, these, how do you prioritize other things that maybe can't be done right away also, right? Right. It's our job to also make the CEO iconic. You know, it's our job as the second in command to really put them in a position where they get to really be the bearer of all the good news and we can be the bearer of the bad news. We get to take all their ideas and put them in a safe place so the entrepreneur knows that we've got them, but we don't have to start them all right away. Typically, an entrepreneur will start their idea because they have no other system in place to just keep them or keep track of them. And then every quarter, we can green light, yellow light, or red light those systems or those processes or those new ideas and either kill them or put them in place for them. And then we also allow them to free up their time to work in their area of genius. You know, entrepreneurs are the ones that need to be the ones thinking three to five years out, thinking strategically, making the connections, coming up with all the amazing ideas because that is their unique ability, right? And then we can actually build the team and focus on all the stuff to get it done. So, so generally in, in big companies, you've got the CEO, the COO, and a CFO, but how involved does a COO get into the finance side of things? Because you can't execute, you know, any uh, operational plan if you don't have the money, right? Yeah, so it really depends. It depends on the skill set and the unique abilities of the entrepreneur or the CEO. So, as in my example, when I was building One Eight Hundred Got Junk, I did not have any of the finance control. So, finance and IT reported to Brian, the CEO, and then I had sales, marketing, PR, advertising, franchising, the call center operations all reported to me. Right. Since I didn't have the finance control. When I was building Gerber Auto Collision and Void Auto Body, my partners there, they ran finance and I ran, again, all those other areas. I don't like finance. Right. But in cases, I've got a CFO who running a big company, their first company sold for like 960 million, um, building a company called Influitive and he is the CFO and the COO at the same time. The CEO doesn't like finance, but he doesn't run that component. So again, it's really that yin and yang relationship and how do you free up the entrepreneur to do what they love and what they're really good at and then put all the other stuff on the COO. You mentioned that you've got 34 founding members. How big do you want to grow it? How much, uh, do you want to build an EO for COOs? How, how far do you want to go? Um, it's similar to the EO, but no, every, all the events we're having are in Scottsdale, Arizona. We're modeling it after a group called the Genius Network that Joe Polish built out. So we'll have, uh, in this year, we have four events. The COOs select three of the four to go to. 2018, we have five events. They select three of the five. So each year, they'll select three groups. But we want to have 100 members by the end of this calendar year and then 250 members by the end of 2019. And other than calling journalists and writing amazing books, how are you getting the word out about the COO Alliance? A lot of it right now is word of mouth. Um, currently, you know, my normal speaking platform, I've done paid speaking events in 28 countries. So I just keep doing groups of entrepreneurs. But then we're actually going to be doing a podcast interviewing just the COOs. Again, everyone's interviewing the entrepreneurs. I want to interview the second in commands and find out what they're doing as well. Yeah. I, I was just with Joe two weeks ago. 
um, at, a, at an event. And, and I've been to Genius a number of times. It's, he's got a pretty amazing uh, uh, success track record with that uh, group that he's put together. And some, some great things are, are, have come out of that. Um, and so, so good luck in, in that regard. And uh, it's a good, it's a good model to model after. So is, is it similar in, in fee, like a $25,000 membership kind of thing or how's it structured? Yeah, I priced it at 20. Um, Joe's actually, he's actually my daily accountability partner. We I send him my daily top three goals and he sends his to me every single day. So yeah, okay. modeling it very, very similar. In fact, his COO is a member of the COO Alliance as well. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. It, 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 Joe was at an, an event called War Room last week, which is another group of digital kind of people. So yeah. it's, you know, at the end of the day, it's kind of cool how a lot of these organizations and networking uh, things kind of dovetail. I mean, I don't know if you knew, but I, I was one of the original founding board members of EO. Um, it's our 30th anniversary now. So uh, 1987, I was yeah. hanging out with a bunch of entrepreneurs and we said, hey, we need an organization for ourselves, you know, because we were actually young entrepreneurs at the time. And so um, here we are 30 years later, and it's, it's been a pretty amazing brand around the world. So I know um, all the guys that you were a part of then, Bill Trimble, Dave Steele, Phil Carroll, yeah. um, Neil Balter, all those guys are friends of mine. Yeah, I was a member from 95 to 2000 up in Vancouver, Canada. Yeah. So Neil, God bless, he's Phoenix-based, you know, has had a couple of challenges with his health recently, but I um, think he's doing well. I talked to him not too long ago. So if you do, if you talk to him before I do, tell him I said hello. But I will for uh, sure. Yeah, he said he's he says he's clear. I just got a note from him the other day. That's great. Yeah, great. fantastic. Thank you for um, starting that. It was an amazing organization. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Um, so 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 the goal here is to you know keep growing, and that's great. I think it's a great niche because um, operate. You know, it's funny. I, I go to a lot of different events and. You know, I never thought about the operational side, but that there, there's, there's probably so many things that COOs could learn from others in terms of, you know, you know, CRMs and systems and, and, and all the new technologies that are coming out in fulfillment and customer service and, you know, all these different kind of opportunities. So do you find yourself, you know, having to really stay on top of the new trends in, in, the, in the world of tech? Yeah, I, I do because I actually gravitate towards that as well. I've, I've, again, coached a number of CEOs and companies that are in the tech space, so I understand a lot of it. And I like that, which is, is, I guess, good. But, again, I'm creating this group where the group shares with each other. So I have the COO of Unbounce. Um, I have the COO of Rocket Fuel, and they're actually launching Facebook Workplace worldwide for Facebook. So I have these companies that are already in the tech space, and I have their second-in-commands. So they walk in naturally and they're teaching everyone Slack. They're teaching them Trello. They're teaching them like we, we were in the beta group for, for Facebook Workplace four months ago. We had all of our members were allowed to beta that. So I think that's kind of the benefit of getting those second in commands together is it's not about me being the smart one in the room teaching them. It's literally what EO did. It was getting all these great entrepreneurs together. Now it's how do we get all of these COOs together. The big difference with the EO model and what I'm doing is I want them all coming to Scottsdale and masterminding together. I don't really want to have the breakout forums all over the place. Right. What's your biggest challenge in growing it? Right now it's been focused. I'm a classic entrepreneur, but I've, I have four kids. I live in two countries. Um, I've got 17 CEOs that I actively coach and mentor, and then I've got my normal speaking events. So it's really being able to fracture that off where I am the driver of those components 
and now it's building this part out. So it's just focused on it this year. So I launched what I call my vivid vision, which is a four page written description of what the COO Alliance looks like, acts like, and feels like three years from today. And now we're reverse engineering that and bringing in the people to build that out. It, you know, it, are there opportunities that might come your way for equity stakes? Is, is that any part of your, your, your plan? It, you know, sometimes you see a company that needs some help, et cetera. It is. Yeah, I have, I have equity in um, five or six companies already that I traded at components. So in Fluidive, um, Tiny Pulse, 15.5, Nurse Next Door. Um, I have an, in a number of companies that I get equity positions, but I'm focusing more on the companies that are already in business that already are growing. So for me, there's probably more opportunities to get some upside with them because, you know, they're already doing five to 50 million in revenue when I start coaching them. I don't go with the early, early stage companies. I want the ones that are already proven. I've, had, I've coached three or four that have sold for well over 100 million to GoDaddy, two, two that actually sold to GoDaddy. Yeah. No billion dollar exits yet, but. Yeah, yeah. Have, you gotten in, or have you gotten involved in any pub, public companies yet? Yeah, I coached the CEO and the COO of Sprint. So Marcelo Pleure and then Jamie Jones, who's his second in command. I've been coaching them for about 18 months. Um, Marcelo sold his first company, Brightstar, to SoftBank, and then we met on a plane about two years prior to that. He was getting ready to go in and turn around Sprint. So that's been the one big, it's a little bit of an outlier for me, but they want to learn the entrepreneurial systems to turn that place around. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I met Marcelo uh, right as he was selling uh, Brightstar. I was in his Miami office. I ended up doing a deal uh, with Sprint, been to Kansas City a ton of times. Uh, pretty big operation. He's he, you know, and and I and and Mr. Sun from uh, from from SoftBank is a real wheeler dealer kind of guy. But I think that stock has had some amazing. What they go from like three dollars to nine dollars recently, I believe. Yeah, three eighty to nine eighty over the two years. Yeah, yeah. So if Marcel, if anybody can do it, Marcelo will do it. You know, he's the guy who will do it. Um, he's a, he's a Bolivian billionaire, you yeah. know, and, and yeah. now making more, you know. So um, yeah, pretty. Uh, pretty amazing guy and um, big, big, it, you know what? It's not easy either. I mean, you got AT&T and Verizon and T-Mobile, T you know, kind of jumped ahead of them there as, as they've been building. But um, it's, I think, you know, some, some part of the market thinks there may be some acquisitions in play there. So that'll be interesting, but um, yeah, that's that pretty, pretty uh, good client for you to have. That's, that's great. Uh, this is a wonderful guy. I mean, we, my wife and I really get along well with his wife, Jordan and Marcelo and their, their team is good. And I love that he's not corporate. You know, he went in day one and slashed all the political people, got rid of the bureaucracy, canceled the private jets. You know, he, he really slashed all the waste and, um, He's, he's, yeah, he, he moved to Kansas City from Miami. You know, his partners down there in the in the soccer arena with a soccer club, Beckham. Beckham. And yeah. then I remember one of the first things they I think he eliminated coffee at the at at Sprint. You know, which was going to save six hundred thousand a year or something. You know, so yeah. um, you know, but um, yeah, it's it's pretty amazing. So so I guess you know so so obviously the COOs that are part of of your group. They, as they're learning from others, it's just, it's kind of a one plus one plus one equals seven and, and the whole mastermind concept. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, We're also, we have accountability triangles. So in between each of the events, there's three people and they have accountability groups with each other. We have a closed private Facebook group that they're members of. So they share information with each other. 
And then this fall, we're starting a Slack channel, so they'll be able to communicate as well. But it's just very much them with them versus me being this smart guy in the room. I don't want to really want even my name attached to it. I want this to be their group, kind of like what you guys did in, in starting EO. Just yeah. Get this together and facilitate learning with Gestalt Protocol and let them run. Well, I, 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 I'm, in, I'm leaving. I, I live in Florida, heading out that way. Um, I'm in uh, LA. And uh, actually, I forget. I'm coming to Phoenix sometime in the sometime in the next uh, six weeks, I believe. So sure. maybe you know, face to face, we can uh, you know huddle sometime. I'd love to you know uh, meet you in person. It sounds really exciting what you're doing, and um, just you know, I know in terms of uh, next steps on on uh, the, the the podcast here. What you know, um, where where do you see this being in, in a year from now? The COO Alliance, we want to have 100 members at the end of the calendar year. Okay. Uh, the other thing I'm focusing on is my book, Meetings Suck. And that was one that, you know, every entrepreneur and all their employees need to read because everyone's complaining that meetings suck. And the reality is meetings don't suck at all. We suck at running them. Nobody's really had any training on how to run really good, high effective meetings. So that's right. the other focus right now as well. The little classic entrepreneur, right? Got to have three focuses. What do you, I mean, you got so many irons in the fire. What do you like best about what you do? I, I've always loved helping entrepreneurs make their dreams happen. That's been, you know, Simon Sinek, everyone knows Simon. I hired Simon 14 years ago. He worked with me at 1-800-GOT-JUNK. He ran our marketing and rebranding. We've known each other for so long. He helped me do my core purpose way before his book, Start With Why, came out. And it was just completely intuitive. I've always loved helping entrepreneurs make their dreams happen. That's why I've always kind of been that second in command. So everything I do now is for that purpose. You know, my book, Double Double, Meeting Sucks, CEO Alliance, Coaching, it's all the same thing. Hey, before we wrap, I've got, I've got one more for you, and that is, is there been any kind of a magical transformation with any of the COOs yet in your group? There was one where a girl came in um, younger. She was a younger COO. She built the company um, from about a million to about six million in revenue. She really was the true second in command. She was very <clears throat> underpaid. <clears throat> Um, probably, you know, shouldn't have been given the COO title, probably should have been like a director of operations, but she literally had built it. And she went back into her COO and said, you know what, I, I deserve to be paid more. And he was like, you know what, I'm worried I'm going to lose you. And he gave her a massive bump in salary, um, sent me an email afterwards. He goes, I can't believe this has cost me so much more money to have her part of it than I anticipated. But thank you. Now I know she's with me for another five years. So yeah. that was one where I didn't see it coming it cost him probably a hundred grand more than he'd anticipated and, right. but he's thrilled to have paid it. Right. Yeah. Fantastic. It was, it was a discussion that wouldn't have happened. Yeah. So, and then, you know, I mean, I think from there, you know, in, in my world, we use a lot of, you know, testimonials uh, kind of are what in the, in the as seen on TV space, testimonials are right. people that have had success or, you know, I, I use the word magical transformation. So I'm sure as time goes with your companies like Joe Polish has some amazing, you know, transformations where people have met people at these conferences and all of a sudden there's distribution happening that wasn't happening. And, you know, the sales funnels that are being built and, and big, amazing sales success. So I know over the years now, Joe's had some, some pretty big, um, uh, sales growth with a lot of his companies. So ultimately, you know, um, as, as you know, cause your organization is, 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 is just you know, kind of getting rolling, you know, in a, probably a year or so from now, you're going to have some of those kind of amazing stories also. Oh, for sure. Yeah. The big ones right now are the, I think the communication skills that have happened between the COOs and CEOs. We've done a lot of personality profiles of both 
and teaching them how to actually understand each other and work together. And I've received some pretty cool feedback on those as well. Just Fantastic. understand each other. Awesome interview, amazing story. For everyone watching or listening, go to CameronHerald.com. We'll put the link in the show notes. Go get all of the books. And if you're a COO who's appropriate, certainly reach out about the COO Alliance and, and become one of those magical transformations that we know absolutely sure is coming. Thanks so much for listening to this special productivity series of the Direct Response Marketing Podcast. I've interviewed hundreds of the most successful entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and CEOs all over the world, and I want to share with you one of the biggest ways I've discovered to triple your productivity that I've learned from these amazing people. Even better, I'll pay you $500 to test drive it. Just go to take the 500 challenge.com that's www.takethe500challenge.com to learn more thanks so much for listening this show has been produced by market domination llc to discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace go to www.marketdominationllc.com/podcastoffer This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.